Hello and welcome to the St Joseph's Hospice podcast. We are based in North Liverpool and we provide compassionate end-of-life care to around 200 patients every year. My name is Zoe and over the next six episodes we're going to meet lots of interesting people and find out all about St Joseph's Hospice and its place in the heart of our community. We will be talking to staff, volunteers and families about the hospice and their own personal experiences of it, which we hope will help you to learn more about hospice care and the very special place that is St Joseph's Hospice. So, on to this week's show. And welcome to this next episode of our podcast. Today I have Maxine Armstrong and Kathy Cusack with me. So if you'd just like to introduce yourselves a little bit, ladies. Hi, my name's Kathy. Um I've worked at the hospice for over ten years now and I am the lottery administrator and I also help out on the fundraising team, which I thoroughly enjoy. Hello, I'm Maxine Armstrong, I'm Head of Fundraising and Lottery and I've been at St Joseph's for just over two years. So this week we're going to talk a little bit about the fundraising, about what events we do, um, about our volunteers, what support we get from our community and how you can get involved with us as well if that's something that you would be interested in. So to kick off, Maxine, can you tell us a little bit about sort of what what we do in fundraising, what we need fundraising for, because we are obviously a charity here at the hospice. Yeah, the fundraising here at St Joseph's is very important because we do only receive a third of our funding from the NHS. It costs just over four million to run the hospice for one year and to provide the care that we do for our community and patients. So the rest of the income, unfortunately, has to be um, redeemed from donations and events and other fun sources of income that we carry out during any calendar year. And we, we do that, don't we, so that um, our patients that come into the hospice get free care at the time of, of need. And um, as you said, though, we've got a lot of different things going on. So we've got lottery, events. We get out in the community. We've been talking to schools lately, um, corporate sponsorship and things like that as well. So loads of things going on. Should we start a little bit on events? I think we're, we're known quite well for events here at the hospice. Um, so both of you, do you want to fill us in a little bit on the events that we do? I know, Cathy, um, Ladies' Day has always been one of your favourite events. Oh, I love Ladies' Day. <laughs> which we do twice a year. We do twice a year and it's a great event for all the ladies to meet up um, and just to have a really good time and obviously raise funds for the hospice as well. It's um, it's great. It is a maximum. We've introduced some new events, haven't we, since since you and I have joined the hospice. We certainly have. Our flagship event now seems to be our Strictly event, which is a really nice glitzy event. It's very exciting. It's something that the whole of the community seem to be interested in because it's present, it's current. And Cathy actually even took part in it last year as one of our dancers, so that was really good. And obviously we've got another one coming up this year in September. We've got our dancers all in situ, just about to start their lessons. And the events in September and we'll soon be um, selling the tickets. So very exciting. Mm. Um, Cathy, we'll come back to you in a little bit about your Strictly experience. But let's um, 
let's talk a little bit about so what goes into planning a big event I think people would be quite interested to hear sort of how much work there actually is before we get to get to the big day yeah obviously it, the planning of an event is very important it's making sure that everything runs smoothly on, on the day or on the night whichever event it is getting the participants to get involved is even more important they generally are asked to raise sponsorship for us that's where our income comes from but it's also making sure that the experience for the participant is really what's something that they enjoy and that it's as much about them as it is the hospice and to realise sometimes while they're actually why they are actually raising the money for us in some cases it's a personal you know a personal connection to the hospice but it's not just about the evening and the glitz and the glamour or the um, jumping out of an aeroplane <laughs> a lot of planning goes into these things the risk assessments and such things like that so there is quite a lot of work involved in them. We have to work with a lot of other people as well, don't we? Especially something like Strictly with all the sound and the lighting and the entertainment. And it's not just us, is it? There's a lot of people involved. It's not. No, we rely on a lot of help from people. And this is where corporates can even get involved. It's not always that, you know, it's a monetary donation that we're looking for. Sometimes it can be something that they can supply or even a service that they, they can supply for us, such as vans for our tree collection, sound and lighting as you mentioned even table dressing for our you know our dress up events like the ladies day so there's always something that people can help us with and if it's not just about always the money mm -hmm. um and you, t you touched on their sort of skydiving as well it's not just sort of the the dinner events that we do is it we've got a, a whole range of challenge events as well yeah the challenge events are really good and obviously we have to try and cater to a, a vast audience of different people so we have the abseil from the cathedral the skydive and this year for the first time we are a, a partner charity in the um, chester to liverpool cycle ride so we've got quite a few challenges going on if anybody out there is interested in challenging themselves in 2022 then look us up and um, i'm sure we'll be able to offer you something absolutely we've got something for everybody so Maxine, it's been very challenging over the last couple of years, hasn't it? And both you and I only joined shortly before um, COVID arrived. Um, tell us a little bit about the challenges over the last couple of years and what it's meant sort of for fundraising here at the hospice. Yeah, well, as you said, planning for every event is very important and the challenges have meant certainly the COVID. Uh, this year, I feel the cost of living is going to be a, a really big challenge for us and we appreciate that people are not in a financial position that maybe they were in before. The price rises for our venues mean mm -hmm. that we have to raise the prices prices on our events. And it's quite difficult at the moment to encourage people to take part. But as we always say, every little does help. And if you can just come to an event or sponsor somebody for even a small amount, then it, it all adds up for us, really. The challenge is we'll just keep going. We have to. The hospice needs us. The hospice needs the community. Mm -hmm. It needs their support. So we'll just stay positive as much as we can and um, raise whatever we can. Absolutely. And I think for some people, if they want to take part in a challenge event that they're worried about raising the sponsorship, we're always here to help with that as well, aren't we? So they don't need to, to, to worry about it. We'll support them. Yes, we'll support them. We have some good ideas, you know, of ways they can raise money. It's not just about running around with a sponsor sheet and expecting people to do that. We help them with a Just Giving page. They can have collection tins to put in their local shops that help or even where mm -hmm. they work. So if they are thinking about it and they just want some ideas, just give us a call. We'll yeah. discuss it with you. We won't push you into anything. But once you've got all the information, you can then make a more informed decision on whether you want to take part or not. Talking about which, Cathy. Yes. 
So last year, you decided... No, you decided. <laughs> we, we decided that Kathy was going to take part in Strictly as one of our contestants. Yes. Um, so tell us a bit about that. So well, you've got a bit of a his- well connection to the hospice, haven't you, originally? Yes. Um, which was very important. So if you tell us a bit about that and then just what it was like to, to, to be on the other side of it, raising, raising the money. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Okay, um, well, my dad, Albert Smart, was uh, one of our first lottery canvassers um, and raised a lot of money over the years for St. Joseph's Hospice. Um, and he actually passed away at St. Joseph's Hospice, and it was quite fitting that he was here after he, after this, after what he'd done for the hospice. Um, and the care and everything he received was just amazing. Um and I wanted to give something back for him and for St. Joseph's himself. So, as I say, uh, my colleagues sort of <laughs> asked or pushed me into doing the Strictly St. Joseph's, and I'm so glad I took part. It was an amazing event, um, The from the dance lessons to the practising, um, and on the night itself was just amazing. Um, I loved it. Uh, uh, before I couldn't really dance except well do a mean conga other than that I'm not a very good dancer but my dad was always a very good dancer and he wanted me he was always forever trying to teach me so I took up the challenge I learned the salsa and I gave it my best shot on the night um, and it was just a brilliant event it was great to dress up glitter and the whole evening was amazing um, and I managed to raise over a thousand pounds for St Joseph's Hospice, which I'm sure I'm, I was very proud. I'm sure my dad would have been too. Absolutely, no, that's absolutely amazing. And so, as people can see there, there's a lot that goes into it for our contestants as well, isn't there? Sort of months of, of dance training and and learning actually how to dance in the first place, oh, yeah. raising the sponsorship. But um, I think certainly what we saw last year with um, Strictly was the camaraderie as well between all of you contestants, wasn't it? And on the night. Seem to have a really good time, oh, so certainly did. Um, yeah, no, we we're really pleased that you took part in that as well. Oh, and so am I. Thank you for pushing. Me. A, Thank you for asking me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a family affair as well, because your sister abseiled for us last she year did. as well, she, didn't she? she? Yeah, so. well, I couldn't do that. She was. She, <laughs> I keep my feet on the ground. She was hanging from a piece of string on the uh, cathedral walls. Yeah, she loved it too, and again raised over a thousand pound for Saint Joseph's. So which is fantastic, absolutely yeah. fantastic. So Maxine as well, obviously families of our patients like to, to support the hospice sometimes and we do get some, some lovely support from, from families of our patients. So what, what are ways that they can they can support us? Well, we run um, a couple of in-memory events such as they could purchase a brick in our pool of remembrance, which is a beautiful pool here at St Joseph's and um, bricks can be purchased with um, text put on the bricks for family members. We ha- annually have our Light of the Life service, which is lovely. You get a light on our Christmas tree, dedicate a light on the tree to anybody, and it doesn't really even have to be somebody who's connected with the hospice. It can be for anybody and anything, even for a celebration of a new mm-hmm. baby, a marriage, anything like that. We also have our rose garden, at which you can dedicate a rose, and we have the lovely roses in our garden. And at Christmas as well, we do the Sparkle Tree event, at which we try and provide a small tree outside every patient's room with lights on them. And families can even sponsor sponsor mm-hmm. those as well, because they're gifts 
to the patients that we have now obviously raise money for the hospice but some families like to sponsor them thinking that their loved one was in the hospice and they'd enjoyed them or wouldn't mm-hmm. like them before and it's lovely isn't it because the grounds are all lit up at christmas and it does look beautiful when we've got a big tree and then all the small trees around it, it around the grounds certainly does yeah and we allow people to come round and have a look at them people can come to the hospice at mm-hmm. any time and have a look at them and certainly in december it brightens up the grounds and makes them look very very beautiful and um, people can set up tribute funds as well, can't they, and funeral collections if they want to donate to the hospice in lieu of flowers or, or anything like that. And again, if they just get in touch with us, we can we can give them all the information on that. Yeah, definitely, because you, you generally find, I mean, my father passed away in a hospice, and you generally find that the families do want to give something back. They appreciate the support mm-hmm. and the special care that their loved one's been given. So they do definitely want to give something back. We get a lot of funeral donations, a lot of donations in lieu of flowers. And as I say, the in-memory events are very important to people and they mean a lot to them when they want to say thank you in their own way. It does, doesn't it? It can be quite healing for them as well, can't it? To to engage with us in in that way. And the other thing people can do as well, because we're fully aware that not everybody has as much money at the moment with with just the the circumstances of the of the world but people can leave a gift in their will can't they they can yeah they can leave us a legacy or even just a small gift in their will because every little helps here at saint joseph's and we appreciate every donation that we receive and it may be that they're not in a position to necessarily leave something now mm-hmm. but they can leave something, something later from their on another time. yeah of course yeah. absolutely no um very much so no, we couldn't really do any of what we do without volunteers either, could we? You know, as people can hear, we're a small team. There's, there's yeah, the three of us. And, um, yeah, we have some amazing volunteer fundraisers, don't we? We certainly do, yes. We have um, volunteers who take our collection tins out to different venues in the community. We have volunteers who help us at events, such as the Strictly help us with the setup and things like that. We have volunteers who just simply come into the office to help us count the collecting tins and all the change that our lovely donors have given to us. And we definitely couldn't function without them, definitely, as you say, because we are a small team. And we are always looking for other volunteers to join with the fundraising events as well. So, Yes, yeah, we're always looking for people that can help at events. And we've also got a new community hero role, uh, which we're looking for people where we want people in your own communities to go out and help us with the collecting tins, putting them in shops, collecting them, bringing them into the hospice. And also just being our eyes and ears, really, isn't it, out in the community? Unfortunately, we can't be everywhere. No, definitely. And the new community hero role is something that people can do just with their family and friends even, spread the word about our events, deliver leaflets and posters to their shops and certainly just in their small communities where Mm -hmm. they live, even if it's just their couple of streets where they live, it's a big help to us. Any help is... um, much appreciated from them so absolutely absolutely so we've talked a bit about our community and and getting support from them so what what sort of support do we get from from our local community well we have the community uh, within our schools they do challenges for us events we're currently running a smarties challenge with them which the kids love (laughs) they certainly do they love to receive their small packet of smarties and then they fill it with change and return it and they actually the camaraderie within the schools with the children they make it a small competition between themselves who can fill their smarties the most and some of them smell it fill it once or twice and actually um empty it into a bucket at school for us 
and take it back, which is really good. Then we've got community groups such as the Lions and also Optimist Ladies and other other people, our craft ladies, mm-hmm. who knit and make some amazing things for us to sell. And the Sir Optimist ladies help us at the garden party. They do all mm-hmm. our refreshments and things there. So we have lots of really good connections within the community and they are obviously all very supportive and certainly needed here at St Joseph's. We definitely need their help. Absolutely. And who else do we get support from? So we've got that kind of community support, but who else who else supports us? Um, we have um, businesses that support us within the community. Um, we have we attend a meeting, a networking meeting with the North Liverpool Business Forum. They're a great group of people. They do quite a lot for us. They get involved in a lot of our mm-hmm. events. And just as well as that, just the general public, um, you know, the people in our community who have a connection with the hospice, they raise money for us. And not just sometimes because they have a connection, people who just want to do something mm-hmm. for, you know, their local charity. We have a lot of support from people in the community in that way as well, that they do small things, they hold raffles and our local public houses, they do different things. Mm-hmm. So. We do have a lot of community support. We're very lucky. We do, we do. And you, you kind of touched there on, on local businesses, and this is something we're really keen to, to grow, isn't it, here at the hospice, is getting businesses more involved with what we do. Yeah, it certainly is. And as I said before, it's not always just about the money from businesses. It can be about the services that they can provide or even just sending a team of volunteers to help in our gardens. We have vast grounds here at St Joseph's. They are beautiful. We have volunteers who do the gardens for us, but even just if a company can send a team of people on one of their mm-hmm. volunteer days or to help with our tree collecting, things like that. But businesses, you know, obviously are very important to us. But I think they gain something from it as well to be associated yeah, with a local charity. It's good for their PR, but it also makes their employees feel better that their business are actually supporting something that, you know, they're fond of and that they believe in. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I think, yeah, it really works both ways, doesn't it, as well? Yeah. And um, one of the, the other sort of sides of our fundraising is our lottery, isn't it? Um, which is, is really important to us. And Cathy, as she, you've done the lottery for over 10 years yeah. now, haven't you? Yes, I have. Um, and enjoy picking that winner every Friday. I do. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's, a, it's an easy um, way to support the hospice. It's just a pound a week, and there's three. A large prize of a thousand pounds, two hundred and fifty pounds, a hundred pounds, and there's fifteen ten pound winners. Um, and as Zoe just said, then it's great making that phone call every <laughs> week to say you've won a thousand pounds. Easily done, easy to set up. You can set up by standing order, you can pay by check, um, and a great way to support the hospice. Absolutely, and that lottery income is really important for us, isn't it, Maxine? It certainly is, yes. The lottery income is actually what we class as sustainable income. It's income that we can rely on and we can budget, you know, put into our budget. And as Cathy said, it is only a pound a week, but we have over 5,000 members Mm. at the moment. We're trying to reach 10, but a pound a week from 5,000 people, you know, is a a really big income for us at the hospice. Absolutely, It, it makes a real difference, doesn't it? It certainly does. And there's several ways to join as well, but at the moment we've got lottery canvases out there hoping to increase the numbers, um, but there's also leaflets you can pick up at the shops or you can post them out to you or you can fill them out online, um, send them through and I'll set you up as a member. Absolutely, the more the merrier, or people can increase their chance if they're already playing with us, they can do an extra line, can't they, and boost it that way as well. As many as they want. 
whatever way they want to help, we don't mind. We don't mind. So, Maxine, if somebody's listening to this and they think, you know what, I'd really like to get involved with with one of the events, what what, what do they do next? Well, um, obviously choose the event that they think is suitable for them, something that they'll enjoy doing. Uh, even if it's an, that they want to do their own event or join mm-hmm. in one of our events, just give us a call here at the hospice, have a look on our website, get in touch, send an email anyway. We're here to help. That's our job. The fundraising team are here to help. And, you know, obviously we'll advise and stick with people and nurture them through their event as much as we possibly can. Yep, and we keep up to date with everything on our social media as well, don't we? we so do. they can they can keep in touch with us there and see what's what's going on and what everybody wants to do. Um, but it really is, you know, as much as, yes, we want people to support us for, for the money and, and bringing in the funds, as Cathy said, it's a really good experience for our fundraisers, isn't it, as well, to get to do something different or something you might not have thought of doing before. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a great way of earning money for the hospice and doing something for yourself. <laughs> it's all worth it in it's the end. It's all worth it in the end. <laughs> Kathy even wanted to dance Strictly again this year, but she's not allowed. <laughs> I'm not allowed because I'm, I'm a professional dancer now. I'm not allowed. It's for non-dancers only. Exactly. Yeah, even, you're too good now. <laughs> yeah. Even last year at the AFSAIL and the um, Skydive, we had people who, when they finished the event, said, I want, I want to, do to do it, it again. again. Exactly. So people are obviously enjoying their experience. <laughs> you know, they're raising money for the hospice at the same time, which is a win-win situation. Absolutely. Well, thank you both very much. I think that's been really interesting to find out more about what goes on on the fundraising side of things and yes if people want to get in touch with us just head to our website or our social media and you'll be able to find all the information there thank you for listening to the st joseph's hospice podcast we hope you enjoyed it if so please help us to spread the word by sharing it on social media Before we go, we would love it if you would leave us a review and if you have a burning question about hospice care, let us know and we'll try and answer it in a future podcast. To find out more about St Joseph's Hospice, to make a donation or to volunteer for us, you can find out more on our website at www.stjhospice.org.uk. To make sure you catch the next episode, please subscribe to this podcast. Bye for now and we'll see you next time.